some more movies from Charles Lawton, like if he if he had done The Naked and the Dead. Oh my gosh, I mean, one can only imagine. But this film has influenced so many people. Did you find any of that in your resource, Georgia? I did. It influenced a lot of directors. Mm. Uh, not to uh, mention just uh, Martin Scorsese, and you will find some of the things from this movie influenced later ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe it or not, Stephen King said that he saw this when he was a young kid living in Maine. It scared him so bad. And I think we probably may not have had a Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite writers, uh, I mean, and he's another one can, like, you know, a lot. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know, but we all know it and, um, and, uh, the one with Jack Nicholson and all that, you know, the movie, but the shining, the shining and all these different ones. We, you know, we know all those and Christine, but he also did Christmas with the cranks, which was not a horror movie at all. You know, I, I believe it was a short story. So he's another chameleon, but of course his thing was genre. Uh, his, his genre was horror, but he would inject. So just like this movie, night of the hunter, we saw it for free on YouTube. Yes, it is. Um, there was, it's dark, a lot of dark humor in this. Oh, um, gosh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to play, um, Georgia, if you have anything else to say, I'm, I want to play a few clips from the movie, and, um, and and we could talk a little bit more about that. But before I do that, is there anything else you want to tell us? No, let's roll the tape. Okay, pretty cool, pretty cool. So I have it queued up. Hopefully these doggone YouTube ads don't pop up, but when they do, I'll take care of it. So um, let's start. Now, we're not going to spoil anything. We're not, you know, we hate spoiling. So we're going to try to really tiptoe around everything. Um, But, yes, we want you to go and look at this movie. Some of you go look at it again. But um, so we're just going to try to set it up and just talk a little bit about what's going on. All right. So this is so Georgia, what I have here is the um, pretty much the beginning of the movie where um, that sets up everything moving forward. So let's take a look at that. Hopefully no more. No That's him. He probably still has that gun. Listen to me, son. You've got to swear. Swear means promise. First swear you'll take care of little Pearl. Guard her with your life, boy. Then swear you won't never tell where the money's hid. Not even your mom. Yes, Dad. You understand? Not even her? You got common sense. She ain't. When you grow up, that money will belong to you. Now stand up straight and look me in the eye. Raise your right hand. Now swear. I'll guard Pearl with my life. I will guard Pearl with my life. And I won't never tell about the money. And I won't never tell about the money. You, Pearl. You swear, too. Ben Harper. I'm going now, children. Goodbye. Drop that gun, Harper. We don't... Don't let the kids hurt. Just mind what you swore, son. Mind, boy. Don't. Don't! Dad. So that is 
just some powerful stuff. What do you think about that scene? Because that scene pretty much sets up the whole movie going forward. Yes, it does, Moya. And, you know, what a trauma uh, yes. to be visited on a child to see something like that. But I felt it was done very realistically. Yes. Um, and so, yes, that is like one of the key scenes to the movie because uh, if I can um, go on from here, uh, what happens is when he is sent to the penitentiary, mm -hmm. his cellmate is Robert Mitchum's character. And uh, Robert Mitchum then uh, finds out, I'm not going to say how, but he finds out that he, about the $10,000 from the bank robbery. And so what does Robert Mitchum want to do? But let me tell you a little bit about Robert Mitchum's character. Robert Mitchum's character is based on a true life, actual serial killer. Um, he was a man... Uh, his name was Harry Powers, and this man's name is very similar. It's Harry Powell, mm -hmm. and that's no coincidence. Um, and he was executed in 1932 because he uh, had lured uh, women uh, with a mail order bride kind of a scenario, mm -hmm. and so he murdered the two uh, two women and their and three children total. Mm -hmm. And so this is what was the premise or the genesis for the book. And the uh, serial killer uh, played by Robert Mitchum is based upon this misogynistic serial killer character. And he tries to tell people and it comes across very believably as a preacher. Wow. And, and so, so what he does is he comes to town and he wants to visit this place because he wants to find that money. And that is the crux of the movie right there is his wanting to find the many. And of course the children have been sworn to secrecy. Right. And um, I, I, let's just park a little bit about the trauma. So I, like most of our movies, I've seen them in different stages of my life and now working with children who have been traumatized and we'll see children who are orphans and who have to go into the foster care system. So now looking at it through those that lens, I suppose. Um, oh my gosh! I, 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 so when I was looking at some of the comments, when I was looking at it, and I, I, I had to stop myself from crying. I said, "Cause Georgia, you hit it on the. You do you know how many kids have watched their parents be killed in front of them, uh, or have police interaction in front of them, good, bad, or ugly? No child should be." No one, look, a human, adult human beings can't handle that, let alone children. I personally remember uh, seeing my family member uh, members having police interaction. Um, some not bad at all. Some of it kind of sketchy. Um, but, you know, nothing like, you know, we people try to purport on today's headlines, whether it be real or, or, or over-exaggerated. I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying in my personal experience. Um, it, it, it's, it's human beings dealing with human beings and whatever that occurs, you know, the, the things could go left, you know? And, and so anyway, um, but it is, it, it sticks with you, Georgia. It never leaves you. So, you That's know, this right. movie was triggering to me. I was like, Oh crap. You know, now I'm looking at it as <laughs> this fully formed adult with all these, this background behind me. And I'm like, Oh crap. Why am I looking at this? <laughs> Oh. But I enjoyed. I love this movie. So um, before I get into the next clip, uh, anything else you want to tell us? 
Well, you know, I, I just wanted to say, you know, when Harry uh, Powell, the preacher, visits the town, he's going to stop at nothing to get this money. Mm-hmm. And and he convinces everyone. He's such a charming person that he convinced. And they want to believe. They're so gullible, these people. Yeah. They want to believe that he's a preacher and everything he says. And except for just one person who doesn't believe in him. So I just want to say, um, get ready for a master class in suspense and thriller. It's both frightening, but there's also something that's really beautiful about this movie. Oh, yeah. So wrap yourself in. Hang on, because you're in for a real ride. So let's check out this next clip. So uh, fast forward, you know, um, the dad, it, he ends up with his fate and like Georgia said, you know, where are they? Robert Mitchum's in the scene. And so this is one of the uh, town's women I see who um, uh, Shirley Winter's character, the mom, works for and their friends, quote unquote, I guess you could call it. But anyway. Well, uh, Harper, there are certain plain facts of life that adds up just like two plus two makes four. And one of them is this. No woman is able to raise growing youngsters alone. The Lord meant that job for two. I see. I just don't want a husband. Ain't a question of wanting or not wanting. You're no spring chicken. You're a grown woman with two little youngins. It's a man you need in the house, Willa Harper. So, what do you think about that lady who <laughs> was just so... F- she, I'm gonna get to her in a minute, but you know, friends thinking they helping you, right? Exactly. And how much more wrong could she be? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's better to be by yourself than saddled with somebody who is, how shall I say this, a horrible husband. And see, again, I you know, I don't want to get too far into the story, but you don't even know this person. And so we'll see how that plays out. But mind your own business, ma'am. How about how about how about you help this poor distraught widow woman with a trauma? She's traumatized, the kids are traumatized. They've had like one of the most horrific things happen to them. And you're already trying to push her. I don't know. If, and that by the way, that's Peter Graves, um, of of uh Mission Impossible, who played the dad. Um, and so he is uh he is he even cold in his grave yet, you know. Is 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 he even, you know? Uh, gee whiz, give give the girl a break, you know. But people think, but people do this all the time. They think they're helping you, you know. So, um, but yeah, I laughed at that like I couldn't laugh. So let's um, here's another piece where Mitchum enters into the kids, um, enters into their lives, and just watch the cinematography and the direction and the lighting. The excellent job of lighting that uh, the crew did and Charles Lawton and the use of shadows and imagery. Because this this movie, I don't know what the budget was, but it didn't need a huge budget to to make the message clear, which was just fan freaking tastic. So um, let's let's see. Once upon a time, there's a rich king who had himself a son and a daughter. They all lived in a castle over in Africa. And one day, this king got taken away by some bad men. And before he got took off, 
He told his son to kill anyone who tried to steal his gold. And before long, the bad men came back and... <laughs> oh, my gosh. That little girl, I want to steal her. She looks like a little doll I've seen, like one of those little Victorian or porcelain dolls. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She's so or a little cute. bit like an owl or something. Yeah. I thought she was Robert Mitchell's little girl because she looks like him to me. I thought they were related. <laughs> that scene still gives me chills. That poor baby. That was poor children. Oh, my gosh. Girl, that's terrible. He was telling the story of his dad. Yes. And the two of them. Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. And then this, then this demon appears <laughs> right then. And that Whoa. music. This movie, it, and so this, like this movie has been like it's all it's in all of the superlative list of movies, and because like I said, the influence, and then look at that haunting score, the shadow use of shadow, and this is this is this is kind of around film noir because it's nineteen fifty five, so f- film noir is in full full swing, but it's not outright film noir. And also it borrows so much from the silent movies, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. why it was shot in this beautiful, rich, uh, black and white contrast. Yes. That is an excellent, excellent, um, note. I mean, um, it is, it's so like I said, we're not going to tell you everything because, you know, we really want you to go check it out for yourself. Um, but here, here he is, he's warming his way into the, uh, the kids uh, uh well trying to worm his way but he's worming his way into the hearts of the townsfolk mainly um uh Shelly Winters and her friends and so this is so funny you ain't leaving in no hurry if we can help it John mind your manners take that look off your face act nice well you don't mean no impudence do you boy do you boy how oh, many's the time poor brother Ben told me about these youngins? What'd he tell you? Well, he told me what fine little lambs you and your sister both was. Is that all? Why, no, boy. He told and Look at Pearl. She's in love, the little girl. And yes. you can tell she's missing her dad. And Robert Mitchum, let's just be face, let's face it, ladies. That man was gorgeous. Okay, he was built like a Mack truck. He had that cleft and just gorgeous. So I'd have been looking in his face just like that little girl. <laughs> Let me be clear. Don't oh, yeah, but, you know, the, he was so, he was known for his tough guy uh, image and that sleepy-eyed sexuality, mm-hmm. and he plays uh-huh. against all that in this role. Yes. And that's why uh, it, so many people consider this movie his best and his most complex performance mm-hmm. and a lot in his best director. And, and he himself thought this was his best yes. acting he'd ever done. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but oh, I had no, to no, just no. say. And I'm glad and, you go ahead. And I think this movie is what caused him to be cast later on in Cape Fear. Yeah, you, t- you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. Cause that was, he should have gotten some for that. And we know later on De Niro did it in like the late, or, I mean like the early nineties, I think mid to mid to early nineties. He was chilling in that, but and Mitchum made a, a cameo in that. But he laid the ground. That the, I don't know what came first, Psycho or K. I think Psycho came first, so they might have been close. And or K. Fear, 
If anybody knows, let us know in the comments. And if I remember, I'll look it up. But he really, to me, Mitchum and this, you would have no Cape Fear without this. And you would have you would have no other those type of slick, cold, icy villains without Mitchum. And I know Widmark played some, Victor Mature played some. Just fantastic. All right, let's see what else is got going on. Nice things, boy. Thank you. Ooh. My, that fudge smells yummy. It's for the picnic. And you don't get a... You know, spin. what really um, I have to say about the little girl like that is, you know, even little children, they will love somebody, even somebody who yes. does not have their best interests at heart. Oh, yeah, they're innocent. Yeah. Yes, because they're so innocent. Yeah, and that, and so that's what I was thinking when I looked at that scene. Right, and and then Grandma. So now you saw she was all in Robert Mitchum's <laughs> yeah. grill, but girl, I have to play this part because I screamed when she said this, Granny, Icy, uh, the the friend, the f <laughs> girl. I was like, I'm dead. I just can't. I say she didn't. She has slaughtered me so they're at the picnic and you can uh and let me share this they're at the picnic and um robert mitchum is laying down his rap to shelly winter's care to mom and finessing her and so the ladies are looking on the busy bodies ain't b and everybody's looking on and this is what she says <laughs> did ben harper ever tell you what he done with the money he stole my dear child, don't you know? She's mooning about Ben Harper. That wasn't love. That was just flap doodle. Have some fudge lambs. <laughs> when you've been married to a man 40 years, you know all that don't amount to a hill of beans. I've been married to my Walt that long, and I swear in all that time, I just lie there thinking about my canning. I roared when I heard this. Oh my God. Girl, I died. I, I, and so I was looking at some of the comments and some people, it went over their heads and, um, it kind of went over mine. Cause I, 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 it did go over mine. Cause I was like, surely she's not talking about like, I didn't even register then when I went back. I was like, Girl. and then his reaction that I forget, I don't know this lady's name. I've I've seen her in other stuff, and um, I could look at the credits. But she should have gotten an Academy Award nominee because she, she is iconic, isn't she? As a busybody, she's and that voice, her cadence. Look at that! Wow, I love that. It's her annoying, but it's Evelyn funny at the Barden. same time. Huh? Evelyn Barden, and she is such a hoot. Girl, oh that's my. too funny. That is too doggone funny, girl. I cannot. I was like, why? Why does she say that? She just she destroyed me, Georgia. She destroyed me. Cause I was like, oh, why I she know. did that? I, I, I just I thought that's got to be. See, that's what I love about this movie is that you've got this very serious. You've got this serial killer, and and then you have moments of levity and just outright comedy in this movie. Right, right. I mean, it was so funny. So, um, we've seen this guy in a million uh movies. What's his name? I'm, I'm going to share the screen um, in a moment. He's been, I think, since the silence. I almost said his name, George. I'm a sh uh, I call him Poop Deck Pappy. Shout out to all my Popeye's friends. 
the old James dude. Gleason. Gleason. I, I James almost said yes, James Gleason. I mean, who's been in everything. So when I saw him, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember him being in there. But yeah, so he's a a friend to the little boy. He's an alky. He's a stone bone alky. But his his uh he plays a, a pivotal role in this as well. I, I like to be happy better. Can't <laughs> <laughs> hear you, boy. They blow for Uncle Bertie and the times that air gone by. When of the skip be ready? Have her ready inside a week, and then we'll go fishing. How's your mom? Oh, she's all right. How's Sister Pearl? It's fine. You leaving, boy? Yep. Gotta watch out for Pearl, Uncle Bertie. Well, good night, boy. Come again any time. And mind, boy, I'll have you paw skip ship shape inside a week. He is so good in this role. He was yes. perfectly cast. Everyone was. There was not any wrong, like I said, in, in uh, with uh, Shadow of a Doubt, those kids, I mean, they might have been good in something else, but in that, it, they were horrible. I mean, it was they were really unnecessary. But the kids are at the center of this movie, and, and really them, Mitchum, steal the scenes you, you don't know who to look at so i'm gonna show you for instance in this in this clip when um the little boy personally confronts mitchum's character and um the intensity and see we all know these look and i'm not beating up on anybody but you know we all want love and we you know want to feel admired and 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 you know women the comfort of a man to to uh quotes the great R&B singer Stephanie Mills but at what cost she didn't even know this guy and you letting people pressure you and this happens all the time and girl out here in in Texas especially Houston we've had so many tragic stories of these step there is a t statistic I think it's like there's almost like a 75 percent chance or it's a really high number that a step parent will assault the stepchild and that, which is shocking as a, as opposed to if the mom has a biological child with a, a, the new man, if you will. But if mom brings, like I said, brings those kids with her, there's a high risk of those childs being assaulted, abused or what have you. And we know out here, out here in Houston, um, and I'm not even going to start talking about them, but we've had some, I think even nationwide cases of uh, the stepfather I mean, heinous, just heinous. I don't, you know, I don't want to bring the show down, but this is real life. So any single moms or single women, be, be careful, man. And, and okay, and now you could Google or whatever search, you could search every and anybody now, right? To get a, because he had a record, Georgia. She could have, had, had the internet existed, she could have went, so he was a broke, bum, felon or whatever, he had a record. But no, you know, listen, listening to those people, Man, shut up. Mind your business. Unreal. For the news. Your mother told me she wanted me to be a daddy to you and your sister. We're going to get married, boy. Did you hear what I said, boy? Huh? Married? We're going to Sisterville tomorrow. And when we get back... You ain't my dad. You'll <laughs> never be my dad. When we get back... We're all going to be friends and share our fortunes together, John. You think you can make me tell, but I won't. I won't. I won't. 
Oh my gosh, girl, that's too much pressure for that little boy. Yeah. Poor baby. Yes, throughout this whole movie, he just bears up. He's amazing. He is. He is. I I mean, I just was, oh, so that happens. Um, you know, we trying to move us along so we uh so we can get through it. But um, so him and mom, they in fact do get married, and let's just say things don't quite go. You know. The traditional routes. Let's just put it like that. So I'll share that, and then we can take a look at that. As poor Shelly Winters, I can't. Poor mom. I just, I just felt so bad for, and just like other moms. But Georgia, can can anyone be naive nowadays? Let me ask you that question. Can men or women? Because men get got to. Can anyone really be naive? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. In my opinion, no. <laughs> and why do you think that? Um, because I think we're more sophisticated than people used to be. And we are exposed in media and in all kinds of ways to more adult or should I say, you know, sexual content. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, we're more aware of all kinds of um dynamics in relationships we're exposed to that at a much earlier age i think yeah. um and i and so that's why i say that no i i totally agree with you so why would why do women and men still get catfished uh the online that's a whole nother world right there getting cat but real life in real time People in front of your face, why do you think men and women, but since we this is about a mom and kids, why do women still fall for this? I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot if you can even answer that. Because they want to believe the best about people. Even though they see red flags they, it, it coming up, they just ignore them. Mm-hmm. And, and with this woman, I think she was very consumed with uh, guilt. Yeah. She, she was made to feel guilty. And he used that guilt. He used the power of religion in a very very negative manipulative way mm-hmm. to make her feel like you know she was the one who encouraged her husband to buy her clothes and makeup yeah. and things like that and then he felt pressure to you know rob the bank and support his kids mm-hmm. and so she felt some guilt in all that yeah and so she feels that this is her way by marrying somebody who she thinks is a preacher she can redeem herself you know right. she can and I think that's one of the key reasons she ends up consenting to marry this man that she knows virtually nothing about. Yeah. And even if you take out the elements that, and I totally agree with you, there is some hole there, some deficiency in that mother or that father, that man and woman that they feel that that other person can fill. And that, that could look like whatever, you know, just take out your elements, but I totally agree with you. And it's just, it's just sad. So let's take a look at wedding night. Girl, unreal. Married. Fix that window shade. <laughs> Dang. Okay. <laughs> Harry. I was praying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know I... I thought that- you thought, Willa, that the moment you walked in that door, I'd start to pour on you and that a 
abominable way that men are supposed to do on their wedding night. <laughs> Ain't that right now? No, no, no. Poor Shelley. I think it's time we made one thing perfectly clear, Willa. Marriage to me represents a blending of two spirits in the sight of heaven. Get up, Willa. Get up. Girl. See, right there, I'd be like, nah, that's it. I'm good. <laughs> but you know, you didn't get you didn't get divorced back then like that, you know. That has got to be one of the most disastrous wedding nights in the in film history. Just so humiliating, girl. Just so freaking totally. humiliating. I Oh my God! Makes her feel ashamed. How utterly, utterly cruel. Yes, I think. Yes, yes. I mean, it was just. Anyway, so he goes on. I'm gonna skip along. I was gonna have some other clips. He goes on to brainwash the kids while trying to brainwash poor little Pearl against her brother, and uh, I mean. They eventually have to run away, um, but I do want to show one of the most iconic movie scenes in history. So, needless to say, what well, we already know is going to happen to mom. Okay, <laughs> that ain't no secret. Um, and so the poor kids, they have to, they have to hit the road, Jack, and poor John has to fend. And see, this is so sad because a lot of boys have to defend this movie is so ahead of ahead of itself a lot of these boys have to defend their mothers against these men these these doggone demons and that's so unfair i can think of a case where boy he caught a case he was defending his mom against some dude get, trying to get him off of her he beating her he shot him now he's in jail or, you know, just, just evilness, pure evilness, because these women do, didn't do their homework. And, and, but I'm going to just be honest, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a break girl code, but some of these women put their man in front of their children. So, you know, there's a lot going on there, Georgia, and it's just, it's really, it's a, the kids get the raw deal. They get the raw deal. Um, let me just quickly show this cinematic, and I want to put it in full full screen mode because it's just killer it's so this is one of the creepiest thing there's no blood there's no guts showing you don't you don't need blood and guts for horror you don't need a lot of sexual perversion and you know we always talk about that if you are a really good storyteller so check oh, check this out guys oops sorry hit the wrong button um I look off after that really good setup <laughs> oh yeah but this is so freaking creepy Cruel. That is so that cruel. Got to be one of the most striking visuals you yes. will ever see in any movie. It is just some things you will just not forget seeing, and that's one right there. It is. It is. It's disturbing. Like 
it's up there with Psycho and and Jaws. It is so. When I first saw that, I was like, dang, because you don't expect it. They lure you in, and I skipped the part that led led to this this scene here. Um, but it's it's scary. It is so haunting. And girl, it's sad. Women, this happens all the time. It's not funny. This happens all the time, George. This is that's crazy. Yeah. It is so freaking sad. So we're skipping a lot and we we um girl, I know we couldn't just do this in a um in a few uh about 30 minutes things, and I'm gonna try to wrap it up. But we I just want y'all to see just how haunting this is um and so and for our uh, our youtube i'm sorry our facebook page i put lily uh i put a, a a senior citizen um is a superhero is an undercover superhero so the kid the poor babies they have to abscond they get in their father's boat and i'm i'm gonna skip ahead you have to watch the scene where they're escaping uh 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 robert mitchum but like I said, in the interest of time, go go look at it. It's free on YouTube. So they're in this in their father's skiff. And I'm just show some images. Um, and y'all could go look at it and for yourself. But it's just so and so look at the imagery. Look at the again, the cinematography of how they show these kids escaping um from from this madman. So these kids are on it. Look at the spider web, the, the imagery, what they're showing you. These kids are, are trapped. They're, they're being preyed upon. The frog, we know the frog in, in history and, and through art means death. Death is chasing them, something evil. The frog looks at them. So I'm gonna skip ahead when they meet Lily and Gish, um, <laughs> and I just want to show some of this imagery real quick. This was all shot on a soundstage, and Lawton and his crew they killed it. You know these kids are in peril. You don't know what's gonna happen with these children. We're gonna spend the night on land. Look at John, he's taking a man's role, something he should no child should ever have to do. So I just want to skip a little here when Lillian Gish meets uh, Robert Mitchum. And then you all can, um, because the kids wind up in her care. She's a, a foster mother to them. And um, and I can totally relate to how some of these, um, how these people were being treated. These poor kids were being treated. And how they um how foster kids act, um, especially Ruby. Um, and let me just find that real quick. But what was so funny when here it is, <laughs> uh, Bob Mitchum's character comes trying to share that, lay that that stuff on Lillian Gish, and she was not having it. So let me just show that real quick, cause I again it's it's a dark comedy if you really look at it. It's so funny. She was like, you better go settle Good in somewhere. Good morning, ladies. I do. Why, you're Miss Cooper, I take it. It's about that John and that Pearl. 
Oh, them poor little lambs. I think I never <laughs> hope to see them again in this world. Oh, dear madam, if you was to know what a crown of thorns I've borne in my search for them straight chicks. <laughs> Ruby, go fetch them kids. <laughs> oh, madam, I see you're looking at my hands. Would you like me to tell you the little story of left hand and right hand, the tale of good and evil? It was with this left hand that old brother Cain struck the blow that laid his brother low. Them kids is yours? My own flesh and blood. Where's your missus? Uh, she run off with a drummer during prayer meeting. Where's she at? Down the river somewhere, Parkersburg, maybe Cincinnati, one of them Sodoms of the Ohio River. Sodoms. She took them kids with her? Oh, heaven only knows what unholy sights and sounds them innocent little babes has heard in the dens of perdition where she dragged them. Right funny, ain't it, how they wrote all the... I gotta stop it right there because, I mean, he's putting all these platitudes out. And what I skip, guys, Lillian Gish's character, Miss Cooper, she's a very religious woman. So he's really, he's not reading the room, as they say. But let me go on. Way up river in a 10-foot John boat. Are they well, Miss Cooper? A sight better than they was. Gracious, gracious, you are a good woman, Miss Cooper. <laughs> How are you figuring to raise them two without a woman? Oh, the Lord will provide. The Lord is merciful. Oh, what a day this is. And there's little John. Look at John's face. What's wrong, John? Come to me, boy. What's wrong, John? Didn't you hear me, boy? John, when your dad says come, you should mind him. He ain't my dad. <laughs> no, and he ain't no preacher neither. <laughs> she had his number. She had it. She, girl, she had it. I'm going to stop it right there, Georgia, because uh, we're up against it. Um, guys, please go look at this movie. You will see why it is on the top 10, or at the top of the superlatives of best films. George, I'm going to let you have the last word. Please go look at it. Y'all will not be disappointed. Oh, my goodness. I could talk for another half hour, but I'm going to wind it up. I mean, um, you know, this is about children struggling and trying to survive against forces that are so much more powerful and yes. knowing than they are. And their, their only hope is, like, somebody who has the care and compassion to protect them. And so I, what I like about this movie is that it shows, you know, you have one person who is perverting Christianity and another person who is showing the best of it. Right. She even tells the story and it really relates about how um, the, uh, baby Moses, you know, mm -hmm. how he was to protect him. He was put into the bulrushes, you know, right. in the river. And then also just like they were in the river. And then King Herod was looking for Jesus because he wanted to kill him. Mm -hmm. And she ties that into this movie. And you got to realize this woman is a total boss. Yeah. She, Lily, yes. <laughs> what, what she was, she kicks ass. I love this about, I love to see an older woman who takes charge She's all alone and she goes up against him. He's singing, leaning on the everlasting arm. She <laughs> sings in this scene. You got to watch it. She says, no, you're not going to. She sings it over him. And then yes. she adds the word that he leaves out. She says, Jesus at the end of it, which yes. I love. And so no matter how terrible the world can be, 
there's love and goodness and I know I, I think to myself how and many times I ask myself how can horror and sweetness inhabit yeah. the same world right but when you have somebody like this character here you know you it just I, oh my god I just it felt so good about the way the movie ended some people thought it was too trite not me no. I love how it ended because no. There was, especially the way she deals with Ruby, was such understanding about Ruby yes, yes. and her wanting her wanting to see guys and date yes. them and all that. She has such understanding, compassion. So, I, I highly recommend this movie. There's a reason why it's considered one of the best movies made. Absolutely, and I'm gonna leave it there. Again, it's free on YouTube, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time. We will be live again. Um, let me pull up the good old calendar. Um, it'll be a late to the party. Your Thanksgiving. Get some more turkey on the 25th with me. <laughs> Get some smoked turkey because you know I bring the smoke on those late to the parties. You know, we don't plan. I got a juicy one for you. Um, it's an all-black cast ensemble. And it's called, oh gosh, I should have wrote it down. The Sty of the Blind Pig. I hope I'm saying it right. But anyway, go look it up. It's free on YouTube. The Sty of the Blind Pig. So that's our next Late to the Party on the live on the 25th of November, 1 p.m. Thank you guys so much. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Hope you have a great, great Thanksgiving. And um, Georgia, thank you again. Uh for hanging out because I y'all nah she too good for us y'all she just comes when she wants okay no, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh yeah check out night of the hunter guys um you will not be disappointed so for how better david saved my life life lessons from classic hollywood i'm moya and i'm georgia you guys take care and thank you again we look forward to seeing you